0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 30, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We had another thrashing in the market. Not only was the tape down after the dead cap bounce yesterday, but they finished below Friday's low the sneak attack low the thieves in the Thanksgiving week low today's activity further supports the case that the market is either making in the process of making or has already made a top it was really just a couple of days a day and a half removed from Tinfoil hat day that's interesting in and of itself we're gonna look at some other charts and we're gonna unpack some more of that longer-term stuff however Let's focus on the daily chart, and obviously, since the tape is pointing lower, where is support? But what we do is go down to other charts, and we look for evidence around that number that creates what we like to call a full stack, or at least supporting data, or supporting data, of why that price area is important. So when I go down to an hourly chart, and we scroll over to the left... What you'll find around 452.40, maybe it's 452.50, maybe it's 452.38, something in that neighborhood. And you can see where that area was important. The chart thought it was important. The market thought it was important. Price couldn't get through there. It consolidated or ate time off the clock right around that price, wouldn't trade away, wasn't rejected, went above it. Guess what? That's an important spot, and it happens to be right around that 50 period moving average. Okay, fair enough. Well, what about below it? Well, below it, you have the big fat round number, 450. I've got a marker around 449.75. Why is that? Because if they're gonna get to 450, they're either gonna come up short or they're gonna spike it through. 450, it's a give or take. We're calling it 449.50, 449.75 for argument's sake. It's an in and around 450 number. And the last number of importance that we need to know is the gap that exists. And this closing price is 447.19. And that number happens to coincide right around the same spot as the 100 period moving average. There's your zone on a heavy sell off. We could expect them to get down to 447 or a spike of it on not so much of a heavy sell off. And I'm talking about in the short run, if the market were to go down sooner than later, like on Wednesday. Maybe we get another dead cat bounce. We'll talk about that in a moment. But this is if they kill the tape again. We'll call it a controlled decline. would probably find support somewhere in that 50-period moving average area. You have the big fat round number around 450. And then you have the 100-period moving average, 447, on another kill-the-tape day. Put those numbers on a sticky note. You might need them. What about the other side? We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. We have to give both sides of the tape. Let's say we wake up and they're trading higher. It's a gap higher. It's a snapback. It's a dead cat bounce. Call it what you will. The important area is really what was resistance this afternoon. And we'll get back to that later. Right here is 459.32. We'll call it in and around 459 to 459.50. If they start trading above or open the day above that area, you'll see them begin to climb up this big breakdown candle. Then you have the big fat round number of 460, and you have some other stuff above that that will be provided for inside the number members on an as needed basis. When we look at a 240 minute chart, what kind of supporting information or documentation? do we find in terms of what this chart is feeding back to us? Well, the 452.40, ironically enough, is right around that 100 period moving average. And guess what? All the way down at 447 is around that 200 period moving average. Smack dab in the middle is the other number around the big fat one at 450, give or take. This chart supports those numbers. You begin to compile the full stack. The 120 minute chart, 452.40 coincides with a 200 period moving average. That's important. Nothing else as it stands on the 120-minute chart in terms of the moving averages. The 200 period moving average is the last stand. Let's check out inside the numbers. You're going to want more sticky note pads for this. You can learn stuff. The numbers worked. Resistance worked. Support worked. The whole concept worked today. If you're active in the markets during the trading day, you have to consider inside the numbers. On a day like today, it pays for itself 10x, what I like to call fake decline. We started to see that before the opening bell, but you know what happened later on. It's not the point. We changed our tune as the day got underway. So the first thing we really want to focus in on is in the zero dark 30 notes, opening the day above 460.65 gives the Bulls reason for an immediate rescue operation to 463. Let's see what the charts say. They opened the day above 46065 and they went to 463 and then some before finding overhead resistance. Next up, we're moving along, see what else we have in the notes. At the time, about 939-940, 462-60 is the key spot the Bulls will try for and need to recapture. This is after they pulled back. So there you have it. They got above 460, 260. I've adjusted the line, and that's what sent them up above 463. This is short-term stuff, but this is how the day begins to unfold. Let's scroll up, see what else we have. By 950, 951, there was nothing wrong with the tape. Stuff was floating around. There wasn't a lot of stuff getting killed. So we have some resistance areas. Again, on our hands, 955 463 35. There you go. We made an adjustment up, and you might say, "Well, what's the difference between 463 and 46335?" For some traders, it could be hundreds, if not more, of dollars. 3 ES points on multiple contracts is a big deal. So they need to know the numbers. Let's see what else we have as the day continues underway. Still around 10 o'clock, signals pointing to a fake sell-off, but that's also sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. The surprise today, and this is at 10.04, would be not getting to and running a test of 4.64. Check this out. What's the high in this candle at 10.40? 4.64.03. How you doing? And they got rejected. So we had more targets if they continued up, but they didn't. They started pulling back, and so we know what numbers are important. If they fall, what number is test-worthy? 462, give or take. Here you go. Same candle. They pull right back to 462, making a low 461.93 before bouncing back up. This is really where the rodeo began. They ran a test of 462. And then they gave it up. That was where the Bulls needed to play defense. It was showtime. So first it held up. This was when they came up short of 464. They pulled back to 462. Then they went back up to 464. Again, it was a rodeo. 464, hit and run. And 1037, let's note the change. Now, there are stocks trading lower that weren't necessarily doing that before. Below 462 on candle closes and the bears are running. Back to the chart. We'll switch over to a 10-minute, so you can see they closed a 10-minute candle below 462, and that was the end of the story. They went lower from there. 462 was the bogey, and we're moving along. Now you start looking around the horn. IWM was ahead of the SPY in terms of being down. Financials were down. Transports were down. SMH was all of a sudden down. So you see the writing is starting to get put up on the wall. Careful of trick and company during the morning rodeo. We're moving along. They had a bull bear battle at 462. And if they fail and fall to where? How about 460-50? They didn't really stop there. And we know there was a big fat round number just below. So this was an important number. But when it's close to another important number, you have to notice. You have to be aware of the situation. 1050. Best buy on the board right now, for me, was 459, give or take. At the time, I wasn't sure they would get there, but if a trader is buying in front of that, like around 460, they have to be willing to add at 459. Now you see what happened. There's 459. They got below, they bounced back up. They got below, they rallied back up to it and were rejected from it by the end of the day. There were other numbers, but that's what happened to 459. Just in case... 457 is an open gap, give or take. Should bounce before that, but just in case. There's 457. They bounced right before 457, right back to and over 459. So here's what really happened. If a trader bought up near 459 or 460 and they got stuck in a trade, you knew about 457. You knew they were going to bounce around 457. It was a gap. If they killed the market, that was the destination. They did bounce, and there were traders that took that trade down there very successfully from the inside the numbers live room. It's still in beta test. It's coming out of beta in days. We're moving along. See what else we have in the notes. Here again, if 459 doesn't hold, they'll reach 457. So you have the guideline. Not every trade is going to work the way you want to, but if you have another number, you can trade out of the trade successfully. Now I went to work. By 11.01, the current destination could be 4.56.50, give or take. If they get there in a hurry, should be buyers in there. If they bounce first and come back another time, it's not the same. You know that routine. However, it would be a great spot for a morning low. Huh. 4.56.50. And there it is. There's your morning low. A retest. And then they gave it up into the end of the day. But you could see how important it was. Bull bear battle. Bull bear battle, bears win at the end of the day. And then what happened in the last candle of the day? They rallied it back up, but gave it up. Guess what? Where are they in the aftermarket 457.59, Back above. That spot is important. Okay, we're moving along. Let's see what else we have. And there is more. What I urge you to do is read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. Not going to go over every number. Every possible trade. But what I want you to do is understand what's really going on in here. Some days are a whole lot busier than others. When there's a non-busy day, there's less information. When there's a busy day, there's a whole lot of information. Turns out, 456.50 was the low after all, or the late morning low. We gave a zone, 456.50 to 455.95. And you can see that here if you didn't read the notes, 1145 456.50 to 456.95. 455.95. I might have said six before, but there you go. That was the zone 456.50 to 455.95. Another typo there. We're moving along. There's the five. We're still moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the charts. Double check the work. You know what the bottom line is? They pretty much did everything we discussed today. The numbers were important, they got to numbers. The ones they got to, they were supposed to get to, and so on. There's plenty of money that's going to be made and lost in this corrective phase. You have to decide internally for yourself which one's it going to be. We're checking out stocks on the move. We had six on the board. Five ended up hitting their price objectives or entry targets. One did not. SLB did not. It's off the board. It's a no trade. We're going to take a look at the charts of SM, CPE. RRC, and ARRY. SM, what happened was they didn't do the thing early in the morning. They came up short, did the deal from a different number. So that number's off the board. Look at the second number, 2764. Turns out that was a good number also. They went back to the first and beyond. The numbers work. Second entry, 2764. Low in this candle, 2763. Low in this candle, 2763. Any accidents or coincidences? Now, CPE, they went down and hit the number after the market was getting killed. They hovered over it for too long. It takes the number off the table. Even here, they came up short. The low is 49.87 against 49.85. But you can see here, again, the takeaway is the numbers work. Sometimes they just don't give you the trade in the manner in which you prefer, but the numbers still work. Range resources, Ate time off the clock over the number, finally came into it, that was the number, bounced off of it, did the thing. But traders aren't taking this based on what we teach, because this is eating time off the clock too close to the number. They could have traded a lot lower, they didn't. You never know if or which ones are going to do that. It's the ones that come straight into the number that provide the best trading opportunities. Doesn't mean these won't work, it's just... These have a different type of probability. That's the difference. The takeaway. Yeah, the numbers work. A-R-R-Y wasn't the first number, was the second number, bounced back up close to the first number, hovered around the second, gave it up at the end of the day. If you paint by the numbers, they technically gave you a base hit. They creeped into the number. How many traders are taking this versus how many traders not taking this based on what I teach? Most should not be taking the first number. Again, the takeaway is the numbers are important. How they get there determines whether we want to take a trade or not. That's how you treat it like a business. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're still leaking lower. Now they're below all the moving averages, three days in a row, three closes in a row. Maybe they try and rally them back up. Maybe they try and have a dead cap bounce, but... This is a negative tape. Look at the volume the last few days. So right here on the Friday where people want to say there was a lack of liquidity in the market, that's completely incorrect. Liquidity is volume. On a half a day, you have a tremendous spike in volume. That's not a lack of liquidity. FYI. Maybe the weekly chart tries a rescue operation back above these moving averages by Friday's close. That's very possible. What's not possible is to wipe off the tail candle with the reversal candle on volume better than the average volume on this monthly candle, the month closed today. Now, again, from a monthly chart perspective, these things take a long time. You could still make a case. They're just eating time off the clock, and they can still move higher. Maybe this is a failure. Maybe it's a fakeout. That is possible from a monthly chart perspective, but that's why you can't trade off a monthly chart. That's why we revert back to the shorter time frames. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Came into the moving average convergence over here, 200 period, the 100 slightly below. They didn't even think of stopping off at the 50 period moving average. They came close the other day, bounced away. That takes the importance of the 50 period moving average off the table. It's what we talk about all the time. If they came into it here, you would have got the same bounce. It's not the same after you get the bounce and come up short. Now you can't even look at the 50 anymore. You have to go down to another spot. Monthly chart. Breakdown candle. Breakdown candle high. They ran a test. They spiked the whole thing. They never spiked the old high, but now they're selling off. Where's Irene? How about this breakup candle low? The low happens to be 243.61. You close a month, and again, it's the monthly chart, but we can revert back to shorter time frame charts to get a more magnified picture, but that's an important spot. You give that up on a monthly close, start to give it up on daily and weekly closes, and you're talking home base is on the table. What's home base? The 20-period moving average, 223, 224. Maybe it's 225 by that point. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's sooner than later. We don't know. That's why we use the tape. That's why we go through this exercise every single day. As the market changes, we adjust our analysis accordingly. The Q people, they wanted you to believe they were going to hold home base or the 20 period moving average. And now what it really looks like is you have one of these bearish, wedgish slash flaggish type of things going on, building energy To make another move lower. Came off the highs. Make the bear flag kind of thing. It's a little bit sloppy. But you can make it out. Especially after I draw it in. All of a sudden it makes sense. And you say, well, if they're going to go lower, where are they going to go? Well, you have 382.78, which is a former high. You have moving averages underneath. Couple of gaps open. 50 period moving average. 379. 375. Big fat round number. 100 period moving average. You have a spot down there. It all depends on the type of velocity that happens if they start selling off into that zone. Low volume sell-off is probably going to get a bounce here. High velocity sell-off, cutting through stuff, you're likely going to spike into the moving averages. That's the way it works. We talk about the financials a lot. Without the financials, it's unlikely the market's going to get very far in either direction. If the financials are strong and going higher and bullish, it's unlikely the market's going to collapse. But here in one fell swoop or just a few days, all of a sudden they went from above all the moving averages to pointing to the last line in the sand or the 200 period moving average. Want to make a case for a head and shoulders pattern? I'll show you the case. Here's a left shoulder. Here's a neckline that I've already drawn in. Here's your head right? It's a big kind of head. It's kind of like a Frankenstein head. And then here's your right shoulder. And from a technical perspective, you're in business. What's the target? It's a ballpark number, 3530. It's a give or take. Interestingly enough, happens to coincide with not far from a breakup candle low over here from the 20th of July. That low happens to be on the button 35. Interesting. If you see the market down, Sooner than later, without eating time off the clock, around 35, 35 and a half, this XLF, you're gonna get a bounce back in the other direction under normal garden variety conditions. Put that on the sticky note. Smash Mouth, still above all the moving averages, which is interesting, so the trend is your friend until she tosses your crap out the window. Hourly chart has one of those bearish flaggish things riding the moving averages. Got a gap down here. Maybe they climb up the breakdown candle, or maybe they just play it out to fill the gap. And if they're doing that, the other markets or the rest of the tape is likely getting killed as well. And for the record, it's not quite an outside week last week. It's pretty close, but we can call that a bona fide reversal week until or unless they close a week above that high. But we take the tape at face value.